Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about uh, your conscience. This is something that I've uh, uh, studied over the years and really continue to study and see more and more things in the Word about it. And I believe um, it's really going to help you today, even if you feel like you have a grasp on it. You know, there's things in the Word that it's very, very important that we get a, a, a solid foundation. If there's a question mark, about the blood of Jesus, the effectiveness about the, of the blood of Jesus. If there's a question mark about the love of God, there needs to turn from a question mark to a revelation in our heart. And that's really up to us. We don't wait on God to give us revelation on a subject. We press in for a subject. We press in for revelation. We, we go after the things of God. And so today will uh, be a help for you in, in regards to uh, the conscience. What is the conscience? What is it there for? And then some things um, to know about your conscience. First of all, what is the conscience? I believe your conscience is is uh, the part, it has nothing to do with being a Christian, but a conscience is your God-given, the, the law of God that's put in the heart of man. It's, it's God's way of directing the human race into knowing what is right and what is wrong. And I'm going to start by reading in Romans chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. And it says, for when the Gentiles, which have not the law, Do by nature the things contained in the law. These, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. So what is he saying? He's saying, hey, that the law, the Ten Commandments, the law that was given to Moses was there for the nation of Israel. But you can see people who even without the Ten Commandments knew you see the law written in men's hearts. You see Gentile nations who abided by the same rule. You shall not kill. You shall not steal. You shall not commit adultery. There's something in the heart of man that no matter what culture you come from, you know it's wrong to steal, to covet something that belongs to another person, to dishonor your parents. You know you, you know that that's settled in the heart of man. They're, they're, it's settled in, in, in the spirit of man. And so where is, number one, the, what the conscience is? Number two, where is the conscience? I believe the conscience is in the spirit of man. Second Corinthians 7 verse 1. Why does that matter? Well, for me, this was one of the studies that actually has helped me to understand the word of God more than anything else. When I know that faith is of my heart and not of my head, it helps me to understand the devil's going to try to keep me in my head. I need to be in a place of faith. And that's why for me, uh, with faith, if I stay uh, full of the word, but then stir it up and full of the Holy Ghost, that's the place of action. If the devil can keep you in your head, oh, do you have enough faith? You don't have enough faith and and, and those things in the the mental realm, he'll whoop whoop you. But if, if I know in my head isn't where I respond in faith, it's in my spirit. So 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And so I believe what he's saying is your conscience, your conscience is given by God, but the Bible even talks about the conscience being seared, how someone can sear their conscience like with a hot iron. Um, And I think that's in the book of, uh, let me find it here. In, in Timothy, it's in First Timothy four two. So let me jump over there. I was going to read from Timothy anyway. First Timothy chapter four verse two, and it says, um, "Let me read verse one." Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, 
giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So what is this? These aren't people who are un- unbelievers. These are people who depart. To depart from the faith, you have to have been present in it. By how do they depart? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, whether you're a Christian or not, God gives you a conscience to direct, uh, to direct you. God gives you a conscience to, to you, for you to know what's right and wrong. You know, if the, if the conscience of the human race was turned off for one day, there'd be an immediate spike in theft. There'd be an immediate spike in overdoses. There'd be an immediate spike in murders and, and, and every type of sin because it's really God's law. There's people who don't love Jesus. There's people who aren't Christians, but they're good people. They have a conscience to do right. They're, they're people who, who aren't Christians, who, who will say Jesus is not the Messiah, but they'll go out and they'll help their neighbor. And they're what the world would consider good people. Why is that? It's because of the conscience. So anything that's good about anyone on planet earth comes from the fact that God has put this law in men's hearts, this law that they're called to obey. So that's what the conscience is. Then I want to read 1 Timothy 1.5. And it says, Now the end of the commandment is love. Everyone say love. Love out of a pure heart, of a good conscience, say conscience, and of faith unfeigned, say faith. So there's three things. Man, I like, I like scriptures like this. Basically, when he says, Now the end of the commandment. Hey, if we sum everything up, there's three things that matter. Walk in love. Uh, don't, don't, don't push your conscience. And, uh, and have faith in God. Conscience matters. The thing that you need to know, and really the point of this one, is I want to say, don't push your conscience. Your conscience can be pushed and your conscience can be seared. You know, there's been times in my life, and I believe we all have done it uh, at some point. Um, hope, maybe there's people out here listening who've never pushed their conscience, but hopefully so. But where we try to justify our actions. For me, there's been times in my life where I've tried to justify the music that I listen to because someone else is listening to that music. I try to justify my actions. Oh, you know, this, this man of God that I know. If I told you now, you know, I don't know what your quarantine, uh, uh, your, your house arrest time has looked like, your curfew time has looked like, but I haven't been binge watching Netflix. I haven't been playing video games five, 10 hours a day, right? I don't have a video game system. But if I got on here and said, yeah, guys, you know, I don't really have a podcast, but I just want to tell you, just enjoy your time. You got this time off. Just make sure you're having just a bunch of fun. It's a great time to just be having fun. And, and I, I've just been playing video games. I, I, I got my old video game back and I've been playing this. And, you know, I played seven hours so far today. And, I you know, if I got on here and did that, there are people, I don't know, maybe there, there are people who, who look up to me. And if that's okay for me, then all of a sudden you'd feel justified. Hey, Ryan's doing it and he's a man of God, you know, and we justify things. That's where people look to the conscience of another for, to justify their actions. And that's unbiblical. God gives you your own conscience. First of all, people are made differently. You know, there's things that some people can handle that other people can't. The, the, I, I personally, <laughs> I know I talk about this a lot, but this was a big thing for me as a teenager and a young adult to overcome. I played video games at a breakneck pace. I played uh, video games for, for sometimes it was seven, eight, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day, 11 hours a day. And I was working full time. I'd, I'd wake up, go to work, come home, play video games, right? And that was my thing. So for me to actually give up and, and not play a console game or a computer game was a big deal. But for me, I, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, p- the video games that I like to play are these ones that you, 
you get in depth with these characters. And I'll think about it even when I'm not playing. So it's like some of these things that other people can handle that I can't handle. There are men of God who, who, who preach and see souls saved that play video games. God bless them. I can't do it. Why? Because that's my conscience. There's, there's been people in my life who've listened to music that I can't listen to. Why? Well, it's, first of all, I just, I have a, I preach on this stuff. I have a firm conviction that if you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. And so I can't do it. I can't listen to, to Jay-Z on the side and then come and, and, and talk about the things of God. I just can't do it. But there's things that people have tried to justify. But what happens is God has given you your own conscience. And so if you try to justify your actions by somebody else's, it actually pushes the boundary on your conscience. And what you knew wasn't okay. You know, this is what happens in the world all the time. Someone, someone, no four-year-old, no five-year-old is going to be like, yeah, abortion sounds great. Yeah, uh, five, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, little brother or sister. Yeah, I think it's okay that my mom aborts them. Yeah, go ahead and stick that, that, you know, whatever. No, nothing like that exists, but people's conscience change. Someone gets explained out of, oh, you know, it's good. It's women's rights. It's women's health care. You know, the woman's going through a tough time financially. You know, they come up with these things. What about, they come up with these things, but the conscience gets seared. And so people can actually think they're doing the right thing, but the, but the level has shifted. The playing field has shifted. It's like they, people think that, they're, that they're, they're doing things that are good, but the Bible even says they'll call wickedness good and they'll call good evil. You know, it's like you see it now in this culture more than ever, but what is that? That's a conscience that's been seared. And so what happens is when we come back to the Lord, we have to ask God. We have to repent, first of all, and say, God, I'm sorry, but Lord, renew my conscience. And then when we get in the Word, this is the awesome thing about the Word of God. When we get in the Word and in in the presence of God, God will specifically point out things because we can somehow justify it. Oh, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that talks about vape and, you know, it's kind of, it's not really, you know, it's like people just, it's nothing, you know, the Bible mentions wine and so I think it's okay. And, you know, if you're trying, if you're having to justify it, if you're having to sell yourself on the fact that it's okay, it's probably not okay. You know, it's like your heart will tell you, your heart will condemn you or it will justify you. Let me read another scripture, Hebrews 9. This will be a help. Hebrews 9, 22. How much more shall the blood of Christ... Sorry, this is Hebrews 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? There were things that you were okay with, that when you come back, when you come to the Lord, the Lord has to do a work. And there's things that people have done as Christians, but then when it comes down to it, they, they you experience revival. You get in the presence of God, and it's like you get born again, again. I've experienced that, being feeling like I got born again, again. But things that are that were okay are no longer okay. Fine work. He purifies your conscience. Hebrews ten twenty two. Let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. And so that's part of the work of the Holy Spirit. So the point of this podcast today, and what I want to draw out is a few things of what the conscience is, what it's there for, but to understand that you don't want to push it. You, you don't want to start down a path where you're having to justify. If you're having to sell yourself on what it's, why it's okay, it's not okay. You know, it, it can be simple things, but we're so used to looking at someone else's level. You know, there's things, there's things that God has put on my heart when it comes to eating that I just, I just can't do anymore. And I know that sounds crazy, 
but but there's things like for me that like there's a place where I used to go to in eating where I would eat till I was so full that I, I just can't do it anymore. And and it's a it's a spiritual thing. And and you might say that's crazy. But that's between me and the Lord. You didn't used to be overweight like I was, right? And so I have this thing with the Lord with that. There's there's other things that I can't do as a minister personally. I, I won't even cook with alcohol. I won't if I go into a restaurant and on the list of ingredients it it lists white wine in the in the pasta. I won't even order it. I'll pick something else. And you may say that's silly, but I'm at a higher standard. This is the standard that I live at. I'm a man of God, and so I live at this standard. Uh, this is things things that I've decided. And so your conscience, and we may take more time to talk about this, because the Bible actually sums it up and says you shouldn't even live by your conscience. You should live by the weakest conscience in the room. And so there's, and that's actually what's called love. Because if you're okay with, oh, you know, and that's the thing. People will stand up and boldly say, my conscience lets me do this. But the truth is, I think people, I think there's clear things that are right and wrong. And, and, and the, the problem with this, this whole thing with, 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 oh, my conscience allows me to do this, is it becomes self-focused. And that's how you can tell it's not in line with the gospel. It becomes about me. Oh, no, I'm fine. I can still do this. I can still do this. I can still do this. It becomes so self-focused where really the gospel is not about us. It shouldn't be what am I, what can I get away with? It it should be what, what can I give up for the sake of the gospel? What can I sacrifice? I'm going to have everything I need and more when I get to heaven. What, how can I get more skin in the game? But so God, for some people listening, you may need to go to God and just cry out and say, God, if I've seared my conscience in any area, if I've allowed myself to look at things, if I've allowed myself to listen to things, if I've allowed myself to, if I found myself in places that I shouldn't have been, Lord, please show me. And that's why taking time in the presence of God is so important because he'll put his finger on things. I can't tell you the amount of times that I've gotten the presence of God and he's just tapped and said, I'm sorry, that's not going to work. Hey, that's not going to work. And usually he'll tell me, well, he doesn't say, I'm sorry. Let me retract that. God doesn't say, I'm sorry. That was my figure of speech. He says, hey, that's not going to (laughs) work. But he'll usually tell you right away. But there's times you push through. So what I'm saying is don't push it. Your conscience, you need it. You need it to make it to heaven. You need to be able to stand and say, and when you can get this right, you'll be able to stand with full assurance and say, listen, I've done everything I know to do. Let me read one more verse to you. 1 John chapter 3, verse 21. Such a gem of a verse here in talking about the conscience. And it says, 1 John 3, 21. And it says, Beloved, if our heart condemns... Verse 20. Let's go 19. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. You know, when you can say, God, when you could talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I've done everything that I know to do as, as pure as my conscience is before you, Lord, I've done everything in my heart I know to do, that you can stand before God with confidence. And even in times where you look back and say, man, I could have done this different. I could have done this different. If you say, Lord, I did everything I knew to do. You led me and I did everything I needed to do. You can stand with full assurance before God and not take the weight of any blame. And so that's the blessing of having a clean, clear conscience before God. It's important. Hey, let's follow our conscience, follow the Holy Ghost. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next podcast.